listening to a podcast from Light FM. Good morning, it's a light breakfast. Asha and Terry here with you. And now it's time for a spectrum of survivors. Thanks to Pink October, the spotlight is on breast cancer and we're speaking with survivors about their cancer battle stories. Today, we've got Sony Lim with us to share hers. Sony, could you take us back to the time around your diagnosis? Perhaps a little bit of a backstory of kind of what led up to you having that diagnosis given to you? I was diagnosed back in 2012, March. Occasionally, I do my breast checking and I realize there's a lump mm. and it's actually getting bigger and bigger. This is actually a, a bit of alarming me. So then I decided to go and seek for doctor's help. So end up, I, I decided to vent for it on the 1st of March. So normally, I go and see the doctor and the doctor say, okay, yes, uh, there's a lump there. Hmm. So I also quite naive at that time. The doctor did ask me whether I want to do the what we call that uh, biopsy mm-hmm. or just move it. Yeah, I just say okay, I just remove it. Thought mm. that it's, it's just a simple lump or something, a cyst. Right. So once the report out after seven days, that was eight of March. Uh, so he actually come to me that that day. Actually, I think woman six sense have come very true la. I told my that time is my boyfriend. Now right. I told him not really feeling that good like that feeling just like telling me mm, you you can't just go alone so i actually asked him to go with me so we, we went together while waiting for it like, just i uh, say what if he tell me he told me it's a cancer or something then we just assume when the moment step in although you already prepared that hopefully he's not telling you that you got uh maglinen or something mm-hmm. yeah and he did i i really like stunned it and actually i questioned the doctor did you get somebody's report wrongly mm. for me oh, or right. is mine? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just cry. Uh, the moment he announced to me, uh, it's like sentenced us to death. La. And then my husband, also, I mean my boyfriend also, mm. uh, he, he's quite upset because he, he's the one that's chasing me to go for it. Just get this done as soon as possible. And then I actually neglected it. La. Right. Mm-hmm. Immediately after you you found out this this news from the from the doctor, right? What happened at that point? What was the biggest impact it had on your life at that moment when you first found out? It so happened that day, I actually sending my mom for another body check or something. Mm. So when I got my report, I don't know how to tell her, you know, because after I get my own report, I need mm. to go with my boyfriend to go and bring her back from another place. Mm. So she, when she come to, when she came into the car, then I, I, I can actually tell my husband or my boyfriend because he's there. But I don't know how to open my mouth and tell my mom. Mm. Uh, okay, mom, uh, look in, uh, look, look this. I'm, I'm, I'm having a cancer. I don't know how to tell. Mm. And she keep asking me, hey, how's the, uh, how's the checkup? Everything okay, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that moment is because I'm still single at that time. Mm. I don't have kids, so I think my parents will be somebody that I don't know how to face. Leave mm-hmm. when I diagnose. Mm-hmm. So re- reach home, then only I tell her she's stunned, and mm-hmm. I cry. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard for me to tell somebody that I love that I am diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, so hard because there's no gentle way in. It's just a a bad diagnosis, and it's just bad news, whichever way you look at it, right? And while you're trying to digest the information for yourself, then you also have to share that information now with someone that you love at the same time. And yeah, to manage 
you're you're trying to manage how they feel about it while trying to deal with what you're you're feeling about it at the same time. With yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's why uh, throughout the treatment, I actually spoke to my husband, my current husband. Mm-hmm. Means that that time we are not married yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say, uh, can you just accompany me throughout the treatments? Because I don't want my mom to involve. Mm-hmm. When she involved, I need to cover up my emotion. Right. So mm. I I I don't mind my mom to come and visit like one day, but I don't want her to be the one that take care of me mm-hmm. when I'm in hospital. Uh, so then my husband is really good, like He 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 just say, oh, why not? Mm-hmm. Then uh, that is actually much more easier for me to cope it because I can manage myself. Yeah. And I can cry. Then I can just like throw my tantrum to my husband when I'm not happy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. My mom, I, I I still can actually have some some space, right. but she knows that I'm trying my best. You weren't a mother when you were diagnosed back in 2012, but now you have two children. Was family growth something you'd planned when you when you were first diagnosed with breast cancer? Because you weren't quite married yet, right? With your with your yeah. husband as he is now. So, what was that sort of planning and future with your husband like when, after you received the diagnosis? Hmm. Okay. Uh, my husband, he's a Catholic. He always tell me one thing is like, you can only plan one thing at one time. So to have a family is like, once I did my mastectomy, I actually did speak with my husband hmm. back in 2012, whether he might or he don't might, if I can't conceive or eat. Actually, I'm quite lost that time when I diagnosed. I know that I need to go through mastectomy, radiotherapy, Uh, mm. chemotherapy and also targeted therapy mm. so all these things I, i don't know whether i can still have my babies mm. i do wish to have our kids mm-hmm. so then he actually uh, he actually quite quite honest that he come to me and say i really don't know whether i might or i don't mind because we are still young right mm. so if let's say we are at the age of 35 maybe i'll tell you i might but when he's like 29 and i'm 30 And he said, "We don't know. So for things that we cannot, we don't know. Then mm. I say, if I say we we can afford the fees of doing IVF, so mm. we preserve it first. We actually store our embryo. Mm-hmm. We actually okay. fertilize it and we store it. Then we married in 2014. And that time, doctor actually um, we follow up quite closely with doctor. Doctor say, uh, you are not ready yet because you still have the five years." Uh, Tamoxifen need to consume means the oral therapy right. because right. of the right. hormone mm-hmm. uh, is positive for my ER and PR is both positive. So he say I need to take that for five years. Mm. So that time uh, work closely with my oncologist and my breast specialist, and they say no, it's not time yet, mm. and you are still young. Why are you rushing into a baby and blah blah blah? And okay, so in 2017, I'm actually quite nervous uh, because at that time I'm already 35, 36. Mm. Then people start telling you lah, breast cancer patient, you shouldn't even have a kid lah, you shouldn't even marry lah, mm. you can't yeah. even have. A, people were uh, saying this to you. Or was this yeah. what you were thinking? Oh, People no. would tell, tell you all these things. Hmm. And I did my targeted therapy in the hospital. Hmm. There's some uh, survivor or they are also newly diagnosed. Right. When they're eating nasi lemak, they, are, they will be like, uh, shocking. Are you eating nasi lemak? Are you eating this samba? Are you planning to get married? Uh, I say, yeah. They why say it not? as if you you're not already thinking of this on your own, right? They when you yeah, definitely yeah. are. They were like start criticizing that mm. you are a cancer patient, you know. 
you shouldn't even eat this, you know. Then I say, this is food. This is not poison. <laughs> but I don't eat this daily. I just eat it now and you see it and you're commenting. You shouldn't have to explain yourself. Mm. You shouldn't have to, yeah. <sighs> we wonder whether there's any been any sort of big changes or decisions you've made in your life post-diagnosis that came as a result of your cancer journey you know that you kind of uh, sort of new new ways or, or pillars to live by let's say moving forward to do things your own way it sounds like you're definitely doing that but yeah any other changes that you've made that were due to I, the obstacles you faced before end of march i always tell people i'm busy uh, day and night with work and some of that time is still single no family just grab anything just eat eat for the intention of not feeling hungry mm-hmm. that's my lifestyle it's actually quite quite hurry chasing for this chasing for quota chasing for sales all these things so when diagnosed i have 21 days in hospital <laughs> i wonder where i get that time right. and for all the treatments i never feel going in that uh, chemotherapy and really the time is there right. it's just that i wonder where, why how come i'm so free now right. <laughs> Yeah, so has that changed the way you move forward then? That means now, yeah. Yes. Now also, like previously, when customer want to see us, we will say, uh, okay, can, can, can. Night time, 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock, night, whatever night time, then oh, okay. Mm. After daytime, the office work, then night time, you go and see customer. Yes, we, we squeeze ourselves until the rest. Yeah. So when I am with that, Saturday, Sunday, no, no working. Monday to Friday, I, I work like a, a cow. Like we work, really work. Okay? Yeah. I make sure I sleep early. Like. Now with kids, 10.30, you already sleep. I thought that having my own me time, but we sleep together. <laughs> okay? yeah. And I send them to daycare. So uh, I actually make sure I have my own breakfast. Then lunch, I will yeah. order uh, what, what I, I plan to have. Mm-hmm. Then I will have uh, like dinner. means a more proper schedule mm. and Everything can 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 be that. It sounds okay, like you're uh, prioritizing yourself now. You're making yes. making it important that you are you are just as important in your life as yes. as the other people in your life, right? You you All matter, right. yeah. Good morning, Ash and Terry here with you on the Light Breakfast. And today on a spectrum of survivors for Pink October, we're speaking to survivors about their cancer battle stories. And uh, today we have Sony Lim with us to share hers. Your relationship with your ex-boyfriend obviously became so good that you you married him as a, <laughs> as a result of all of this. Was that surprising to you, looking around the chemotherapy room and all the other women in there, that you know, he was there as a support the way you needed? Was that a surprising thing? Yes. Actually, he gained the, the victory, like I can say. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were like, tell me, nah, he, he won't be getting along with you. Don't be silly. You, you, you just get, uh, I mean, you are with him for less than two years hmm. and you're diagnosed with cancer. He need to see you bored, <laughs> no hair, and without one breast. Can he do it or not? So wow. at that time when I'm with him, a lot of people actually dub on him mm-hmm. now because he doesn't present himself with a very decent look. <laughs> he he looks a bit like wow type. Okay. <laughs> so but he gained his victory. I said, you see, right. you're with me. <laughs> he proved himself. And, yeah. And yeah, he proved himself. Actually, and so did you. You're you're the victor in this as mm-hmm. well. You're a person who has overcome. 
a lot of obstacles and we appreciate you sharing yes. that story with us today. I'm that's a lot that you've said that I think will definitely help other people mm. make sure that they pay attention to their health and also yes. focus on checking and doing the necessary things before discovering a health issue, right? Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much, Sony. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I need to thanks to my doctors and also uh, my oncologists and my my family support, even my husband's family. Yeah, they, they really like they they will just come to you and ask oh, what you want to eat. I we we can cook for you. Wow. They they never see me in one kind that you are a breast cancer patient. Whether this daughter in law can conceive or not, uh, can give me a grandchild. No, they mm. never think of that. It sounds like uh, from the yeah. moment that you found out uh, that you got the diagnosis, they they rallied to you and they championed for you with. Completely seeing that, that that at the end of this you would make a recovery. You would. They saw this. They saw where you are now before mm. your you reached this point. They saw that you yes. would reach this point. That's really good. Uh. You had the support system and you having the character that you are and the support that you got from them as well. A combination of which resulted in this. We really thank you so much for sharing this with us. Yes, thanks for. But having thank you so much. Yes. And if you would like to listen to this again or even share it, you can find it on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.